I'm here at DopCon. The weather is getting a little bit cloudy, so I have to put the jacket back on. But I'm here with Corver of Obel. Yeah. And you guys are building something really cool that like, I just found out about uh, yesterday. So uh, tell me a little bit, what is Obel and uh, what are you guys doing? Sure, yeah. So my name is Corver. I'm with Obel. I'm the tech lead, kind of heading up the, all the Golang backend side development of things. And we are building DBT which is distributed validator technology, which is kind of like the next uh, evolution of Ethereum staking. Very cool. And so, like, practically speaking, what does that mean? Because you guys are building some really cool stuff on the cryptography side to, like, share validator keys, and so, like, what's the end goal here? Yeah, I mean, so normally Ethereum staking, what you basically have a single operator uh, running, uh, running a validator on, on a single machine, on a single server. And what we're doing is we're basically splitting that so you have multiple operators running that validator across multiple machines. And we do it pretty much by taking the key and then splitting it into a BLS threshold signature scheme. Instead of the single validator, you have multiple validators. They all are signing like a normal validator, but they are creating partial signatures. Mm. And these partial signatures are then shared and combined and aggregated into into the normal signature that's then broadcasted to the yeah. beacon chain. So what's like what's the advantage of doing this like for you know for de for decentralization how does it improve decentralization and, mm. and I think more broadly like what does this look like when this starts happening at scale like it, it kind of shifts our whole I think our whole mental model for how uh, decentralized like consensus works, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, just thinking on a on an individual validator basis, the benefits are like you get high availability, right? So instead of like when that when your single validator goes down, you're offline. Uh, and what what we're doing is that it allows like if you're running a three or four cluster or a five of seven or a six of nine, you can have one or two or three nodes go down but the validator is still active. Okay, so you see this as like um, individual say, companies or entities running their validators across several different um, pieces of infrastructure. So maybe they have some of their servers on Amazon, some of their servers on like bare metal, and they're splitting up their own keys that that company owns, or are you seeing it more as, a, as several individual entities sharding their validator keys such that they are sharing the rewards but also ensuring that those validators never go down like it seems like there's different ways to do this in like different configurations exactly exactly and the cool thing is all of those use cases are valid okay uh, it can be one it can be one company saying well I want to de-risk my own infrastructure yeah and and prov provide a more robust quality of service to my users or just to myself. It could also be Lido saying, well, instead of me trusting you know, a bunch of ETH to a single external validator, I'm saying I'm trusting a bunch of ETH to a group of validators. Mm. And it can also be home stakers. So I can, I can go and stake with a bunch of other people. We create our own cluster and we're running our stake across that. So yeah, it's like, it's like all like from small to institutional stakers. And what's the, what's the opportunity here to create uh, essentially DAO-owned validator keys. I think this, this is something that I've been thinking a lot about lately where a validator key or a set of shards of validator key could be held by a DAO. And, you know, I'm thinking about this in the context of um, having a portion of validator rewards going to 
funding public infrastructure or things like that. And you know that that works on the you know that's fairly easy to do. I think now on on the on the funding side of things where the, the rewards go to a say a DAO, but having that infrastructure and the key right with the key is really what's quite valuable in this whole thing. Having that key be held by a decentralized entity, I think is something that ha isn't achievable right now or difficultly. It isn't achievable because in the end, currently, you have that single key, right? Yeah. And you're going to have to trust someone with that single key to run your stake. Uh, and, what, and what you can do now is, using our distributed key generation ceremony, you can generate a bunch of key shares without that root key ever being in existence. Yeah. Uh, and the DAO can then allocate, you know, nine people or 15 people from the DAO to, to each get a key and they would then stake whatever stake the DAO has. Mm. And they can also, I guess, then say that you had a DAO managing uh, a bunch of different shards or, yeah, shards of a key and having delegated those, and uh, maybe let's not use that word, but sort of lended those out to infrastructure providers to run the, yeah. the, the, the infrastructure they could then revoke access if one of those validators were acting maliciously or... Yeah, so so that's definitely on the roadmap, kind of like cluster reconfiguration. Yeah. yeah. So you can, you can define your cluster with your set of keys and then you can actually say, well, we're going to rotate this guy out, we're going to rotate this in, we're going to increase the size, decrease the size. And then like the next step coming down uh, on our roadmap is like, how do you, what do you do with the rewards? Yeah. So that's, so V1 where we're now is just kind of like looking at kind of like the validator, the, the hardware side of the business, if you want to think it like that. Mm -hmm. Where the software side would come in, in, in the sense of like, what do you do with the rewards? And that is obviously on the smart contract uh, layer. Yeah. Uh, and for now, you can just stick it in a, a Gnosis site, for example. And then the DAO can decide how they want to distribute the rewards. Yeah. But what we plan to do is, adding a bunch of crypto and maybe some ZK on top where the cluster would then actually produce proofs of the different participants and their participation ratios. Yeah. And then you can kind of like programmatically and safely distribute the rewards according to the participation of the individual people. That's super cool. So, so you, we've talked about Ethereum and I guess you guys are, are, are building this out for Ethereum stakers. Yeah. Um, what are the plans to build this and have it available for other other uh, ecosystems like Cosmos? I'm, I'm thinking specifically of Cosmos because I run yeah. uh, a few validators in Cosmos. And um, yeah. Look, I mean, for now we're definitely focusing on Ethereum. Uh, and all the kind of like beacon chain compatible uh, chains out there, yeah, like yeah. Gnosis. Gnosis yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of the short to medium term. We we're not going to make any promises about other chains at this point. Yeah. But so the the fact that yeah. So because you're you mentioned you're building this out um, using BLS threshold signatures mm. because Ethereum uses BLS. Yeah. You'd have to use some other threshold um, or like multi-party computation system for something like Cosmos that doesn't use BLS. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, so we can. The key aspects of our system is basically we can coordinate things in a cluster. We can yeah. coordinate what should the peers sign, and we can then aggregate and combine the signatures as they come back in. I think swapping out the actual signature scheme uh, would be quite trivial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What does the product actually look like? Like, is it a dashboard? Is it like a bunch of developer tools? Like, how, and how how do the clusters how do the clusters come together? Yeah. Yeah, so that's quite interesting. So the so the final product that that actually does this whole thing is uh, it's called Karen, and it's a it's a piece of middleware. It's a server. It's very similar to Geth 
or one of the beacon chain clients. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a piece of software that you run on a server. Um, and that is a Go program at this point, and it forms its own peer-to-peer -peer network. And you kind of run it in your validator stack. You would have your Geth node, you would have your Beacon, Beacon node, you would have our Karen node, and then you would have a validator client at the bottom sitting with all the keys. And that forms like the whole cluster across a, a bunch of machines. But that's the final product. And like you said, how do you get, how do you define the cluster? Yeah. And you can think of it kind of like in three, like in three steps. The first steps would be to define the cluster, which is like, how many nodes do you want? Yeah. What is the, the threshold? Are, we, are you doing three or four, or do you actually want a four or four or something like yeah, that? Yeah. You want to give it a name, and you want to, and, and, and then you want to identify who's in the cluster. Give some identities. So that's the first step, and that's the the definition or the defined step. And we're we are building something called the DB Launchpad, which is very similar to the Ethereum 2 Launchpad, which will be a UI and a website where you can go in and you you can be the leader, and you'll say this is what I kind of envision, uh, and you'll define the cluster, and then your peers or your the other people in the group. We'll follow a link and they'll put in their signatures. The output of that whole process is what we call the definition file, and that is going to the second step, which is the lock, which we call as the lock step. And that that process is where you actually generate the keys. Yeah, okay. And that's going to be a bit more secure. And so here you you're running a piece of software which we call the DKG, a distributed key generation yeah. ceremony, and that's that's a what, that's a command line application, and the output of that is everyone has their own keys. Yeah. And those keys, together with the definition file, you would load into the current software. Okay. Yeah. This is super cool. Yeah, I can see like all sorts of applications for this. And there is a peer-to-peer -peer layer that allows all of the different machines to talk to each other. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Very cool. And so, um, you, you've launched already, or you? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're making good progress. We're, we just finished like our first testnet on Gurley. Uh, we had a bunch of our community members running clusters, and it went pretty well. Next steps, we're speaking to some big infrastructure providers, and I think they'll do a couple of testnets. But if everything goes well, Q2 next year, mainnet. Cool. Yeah. Right. Well, it's very exciting. I'm looking forward to uh, learning more and uh, awesome. when yeah. you guys are when you guys launch everything. Cool. Thanks a lot. Cool. Thanks. Thanks.